Good morning, apes, and thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Monday morning, still barely morning over here on the East Coast. It's about 11.46 a.m. Eastern Time that we're coming at you guys live here today. And we are a little bit late. It was a busy morning here at the Daily Peel Global Headquarters. Location, of course, undisclosed. But I want to let you guys know, going forward, especially tomorrow, we should be able to do things right as the market opens or kind of leading into the market open. So it'll be a little bit more appropriate timing in that sense especially considering the things we're going to be talking about today happened about three days ago. So in that sense, Mondays are always going to be interesting because we're going over stuff that happened even before the weekend. So hopefully you're still able to remember despite all the degeneracy I'm sure that you guys get into on Friday and Saturday night. But either way, in case you don't remember exactly what goes on, that's what we're here for. And we're happy to kind of get into things here now. So interesting stuff on Friday. We didn't get a huge major uh, kind of economic release report or anything else like that. So we had some interesting stuff going on, but mostly some observations when it comes to the economy here today, defined by slowing wage growth. And that's kind of going to be the main focus of the macro stuff today. We're going to, of course, get into some companies, some great earnings, some terrible earnings. But as we kind of round the corner on this earnings season here, at least for Q3, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of days how things kind of performed in the aggregate. Now, at least at the beginning, when we had about 80% of companies reporting, 81% uh, of those have been beating on the top and bottom line. So it'll be interesting to see as we get closer to about 95, 97, and 100%. Moving on down below, soon enough, you're not going to need your smartphone anymore, or at least that's what this one company wants you to think. So we're going to go through that, see how likely that is, see how dystopian that is, and how disappointed George Orwell would be if he saw what we were doing today. Moving down below, however... Of course, you are currently watching the live here, and thank you guys so much for joining us here today. This is something that we're going to be doing every day going forward, so if you want to start out your day with some fun and the opportunity to make fun of somebody with a dumb-looking mustache like me, please feel free to come join us and come throw that shade in the comments. You know, we always love to see it. However, it was a pretty good day on Friday for stocks overall. Now, everybody's feeling good on Friday, so it kind of makes sense that we went into the weekend pretty strong there. What's really been interesting to see is the stock reversal that we've seen uh, because, you know, of course, towards the end of October, we had kind of a, a mini, I don't want to say crash, but a mini kind of correction almost. Just seemed to dip out of nowhere, but we're bouncing off that low pretty hard. And Treasury are doing the same thing, kind of continuing uh, up that momentum that they've been building. Two years back, about 5%, and that inversion is still nice and good. So moving on down below into some of the headlines over the weekend. Like we said, guys, pretty low-key stuff uh, on Friday and over the weekend instead. However, uh like we just mentioned there, it seems like stocks are starting to bounce off their lows. So the Wall Street Journal came out with a report saying that uh, FOMO, aka fear of missing out, is starting to build up back once again. And that's one of those great drivers of bull markets. So we definitely love to see that coming back, especially if you want your stocks to go up. The Nemolo Marvel fans, uh, <laughs> this one might entertain some of you, might disappoint some of you. But that movie, The Marbles, I haven't seen it. Apparently nobody has seen it because it was... One of the worst performing box office openings for a Marvel movie of all time. Definitely go ahead and check out that article, but you might want to stay away from the movie, especially as it relates to the current uh, kind of commentary or the current reviews about that movie. Moving on down below, like I said, in today's macro edition, there wasn't a huge report or anything, but what we wanted to focus on was slowing wage growth. So the idea here, as crazy as it's going to sound, is that you know we're calling out consumers because they don't seem to mind inflation really as much as they purported to on Twitter and elsewhere on the internet. I mean, over the past year or so, anytime you open up your phone, it's impossible not to see some dude complaining about four dollar gas or seven dollar eggs, and it's like, can we all just shut up a little bit? Because we just have been growing pretty strongly, and that's largely what's been fueling the inflation. That's kind of like a tit for tat thing. Like, uh, 
like they build each other up. You know, you can't have one without the other. But what we've been seeing, and we're going to go ahead and switch over to this BLS report. This is a report on real earnings in the month of September, at least. Always go to the PDF version. Remember, guys, that's what, that way you can see all these cool charts. So what you're seeing here is the month-over-month -month percent change in average real hourly earnings. So this is adjusted for inflation. As we can see, we're declining pretty steadily here, and this has been the case all throughout 2022. Now, if you go back to 2021, you'll see much larger jumps, 0.7%, 0.5%. But that's not what we're seeing anymore. So these wages are no longer going to be mathematically able to drive that inflation, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Who can really tell? Because it's been largely those wage gains that have been driving the economy and driving that consumer spending to that 4.7% growth rate that we saw last quarter. Now, we'll see if that's able to continue into this holiday quarter as we start to go into things. This is a huge quarter for consumer spending. So to have that coincide with a decline in wage growth is going to be really interesting to see how things play out. Remember, guys, it's often not uh, knowing what's going to happen that's important, but asking the right questions and setting yourself up probabilistically for something like that. But we'll see what goes on. Uh, either way, moving on down below to the stocks moving you on Friday. First and foremost is going to be Blink Charging. You know, after Tesla came out with the new standard for supercharging with their Tesla superchargers, I mean, my assumption was that Blink and pretty much everything else like it, like EVgo, for example, would just be dead on arrival. But apparently not. If you did Blink, you might have missed this movement on Friday because the stock was up almost 25% on a very solid earnings report. Now, Things were looking pretty good. Uh, now, losses came in a lot more narrow than expected. Revenue is somehow still growing, again, despite Tesla superchargers becoming the standard here. I don't know. It could be a potential acquisition in play or some kind of spin-out or anything like that. But it's going to be interesting to see how these EVs go because even though demand for electric vehicles, vehicles in general, and pretty much anything that requires taking out credit is going to be lower now that rates are sky high. Uh, People that have EVs still need to charge them. So, of course, they're going to go to places like Blink and other places similar in order to get that done. Moving on down below, it was much more interesting to see Unity Software. I mean, this was quite the comeback. So, Unity on Friday had a day for the ages. They started off down 12%, much like Tom Brady and the Patriots back in Super Bowl 51. Down against the Atlanta Falcons with about a couple of minutes left in the third quarter, 28-3. to Came back for the win, just like Unity Software on Friday, ending the day up 7% after opening well below 10%. Now, big reason for that was because of the earnings report. Uh, they had expectations for EPS of $0.17 cents per share. They actually lost $0.33 cents per share, which you know was obviously horrifically disgusting, way off the mark, but still was better than last quarter. The growth was uh, somewhat digestible. So once analysts stopped just freaking out and reacting to what they saw, we actually had time to sit down and read the report. Then, you know, we started to turn our brains on a little bit and realize that things are still getting better. So they were able to narrow their losses by half compared to last year. Revenue is growing a very nice 69% that we always love to see. Uh, so overall, wasn't really that bad. But the biggest thing was margin compression as well. So we've been seeing the net loss margin up around 50 or so percent, something really horrific. And that's been able to be reduced down to the low 20s. So, of course, analysts pricing in that going forward are excited to see that. Moving on down below to Plug Power, one of the uh, strangest companies around, as this company specializes in selling the most common element in the universe, being hydrogen. They sell these hydrogen fuel cell batteries. And as everybody started to realize that that nonsense doesn't really make any sense at all, the stock was down over 40% in a single day on Friday. I mean, if that's not securities assault, then I really don't know what is. Somebody's got to sue these guys just for that deplorable performance. But a lot of that was due to this earnings report. Now, we're going to go over here. And take a look at the earnings report here real quick. Quick note, like we always like to say, the prettier or more designed an earnings report looks, 
the worse it probably is. It's kind of a safe assumption that you can make here. And so you're seeing all these logos, all these images, blah, blah, blah. Do you think Berkshire Hathaway does that? Do you think Apple does that in their earnings reports? No. These companies do that when they have nothing to say, but they want to kind of spice things up a little bit. But if we go down and look at the actual uh, uh, income statement here, the profit and loss, it is absolutely horrific. So we are not seeing very much growth across anything. I mean, net revenue, you know, it's it's still growing, but quite slowly, especially when we go ahead and look down for things like this. Provisions for less contracts related to service. This is a cost related to uh, kind of like bad contracts, basically. Look at this. It's gone from 5,000 or 5 million, I'm going to assume. I actually don't see what units are going to be on here uh, in thousands. Yeah, so 5 million all the way up to 41 million. That's over an 8x increase annually. Then we go down and keep looking below. We saw a huge spike in the cost of power purchase agreements as well. It's kind of like futures that they use to control the cost of power. That has been absolutely horrific for this company. So they did come out and release a going concern warning along with the earnings report, basically saying they might have to go bankrupt. Personally, I have a going concern warning every Monday morning when I wake up uh, and realize that I have to start working again. But either way, shareholders really hate to see that much more than the individuals do. So the stock was absolutely decimated. Moving on now, speaking of decimated stocks, we got some information from the trade desk as well. Digital ad market not going too well for these guys because... Basically, what Trade Desk does is they help clients of these ad providers kind of optimize those ads so that they can use our data and kind of uh, violate our privacy even more, basically. And so that was a go-to well last quarter. The Trade Desk uh, down almost 17% on the day and a tough sign for the digital ad market. Moving on down below to really what was the big story for the day, it is time for Steve Jobs to step aside. Yes, I know that guy's been dead for about a decade or so. He's one of the greatest business leaders in history, but whatever, screw him. We're forgetting about him already because there's another company on the market that's called Humane. Now, I know what I always think. I'm sure you guys always think the same thing. Yeah, I love my cell phone. I love all this technology, but I wish it was a little bit more dystopian. I wish it scared the shit out of me a little bit more that George Orwell would be absolutely rolling in his grave if he saw what was going on here. But basically what we're talking about is a replacement to is a replacement for the smartphone. This is coming from some Apple designers. So these are people uh, named Imran Chaudhry and Bethany Bongiorno that know smartphones better than anybody else because you know they work at the smartphone company in Apple. They came out with something that looks a little bit like this. Now this is the actual company's website here. Basically what you're gonna do is put a little pin on your lapel and then it's gonna like cast these lasers like kind of a screen onto your hand or something. And essentially that's kind of how you control it. Now, they do have a 10-minute video where they explain how everything works. It's done in a really, uh, once again, dystopian and kind of creepy way by the two founders here, just letting us know how pretentious they are and how much better than you they are. But the really interesting part was uh, at one point, Chaudhry, one of the founders, came out and said that there's no trigger words. That there's no like, hey, Google or hey, Alexa type of equivalent. So that means that it doesn't need to always be listening. But my question was, how the hell do you get this thing's attention then? I mean, is it listening subconsciously? Is it reading my thoughts? What is going on? If you watch the video, he taps his lapel every time he wants it to turn on. But they also say that you don't need to touch it in order to uh, kind of incite it. So didn't really explain a whole lot going on there. But either way, it probably doesn't matter, at least for somebody like me, who is as broke as a joke and definitely cannot afford the $700 upfront fee as well as a $24 per month uh, data subscription fee from T-Mobile. So you definitely won't be seeing me wearing any one of these pretty soon, but... 
any of my friends do or anything else like that, we'll definitely come up with a report on it. If you guys get it and start checking it out, definitely email us and let us know how it's going. This is the first piece of consumer-facing hardware that's completely centered around AI. So it is uh, whether or not it works out, it's going to be that first step towards that next generation of tech products. And we're excited to see where all that goes. Now, will it ever replace a smartphone? We don't know, but something eventually will. Because like we say here, smartphones really weren't like a, a breakthrough on their own, but it was that next compute platform. And that came from a host of other developments like transistors getting smaller and smaller, being able to fit more and more. It's just an extension of Moore's Law. So we'll see where that goes going forward. Quote of the day, of course, from our boy George Soros, if investing is entertaining, if you're having fun, you're probably not making money. Good investing is boring. Now, of course, with the Daily Peel, that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, but like he said, that's good investing. And, you know, who knows what you're going to get here with us. Speaking of good investing, though, guys, definitely check out the WSO Alpha offering. It is up and live on our website. Equity research report set to come in a couple of weeks here. But for now, you can still go in there and hang out with us, check out the portfolio, fight with us, tell us how we're wrong, and we'd love to see you guys there. Be on the lookout for us tomorrow around 9 a.m. We did get a recent macro outlook from Goldman here today that we'll likely be talking about. A bunch of other earnings reports, some other nonsense going on. And we can't wait to see you guys there. Thanks for joining me already here today, Apes, and hope you guys have a great afternoon. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. Until next time.